hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Today, we're talking about going the extra mile. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to what I have to say, my thoughts, feelings, and little insights on different things. First of all, I got to say thanks. Thanks for everything that you do to spread the word and make this world a better place. Because today we're going to be talking specifically about, like I said earlier, going the extra mile. We're going to do a few different things today. I hope you like them. Let me know how you feel. Let's go through, first of all, how you can get in touch with me. Uh, If you want to say something or give me your input, there are quite a few different social medias out there, aren't they? Oh my goodness, there's so many. They're just everywhere. And you could spend all day, every day, just trying to update your social media. I have chosen three as my main. Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's at Jeannie Meth. If you want to reach me on Facebook, you can use my name, Jeannie Cisco Meth, or Bullyproofing You. I have added a Google Plus page, but I don't do a lot with it. Um, and then again, of course, my phone number, 801-735-5746. That's how you get, can get in touch with me if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or topics you would like to discuss. Just let me know. That's how you can reach me. Today... I'm going to start off with something a little bit different. I'm going to read a book to you. It's just a short book. Don't worry about it. It's from Simple Truths. And if you haven't heard about Simple Truths, you've got to get with the picture. All you got to do is go to simpletruths.com and you will find probably hundreds, (laughs) I know for sure bunches, of books that can... that help you think, they can inspire you, um, they can lead you to new thoughts, new perspectives, new ideas. And a while back I came across one of their books by Paula J. Fox called The Second Mile. And I think it is absolutely appropriate for today. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the book to you because I couldn't figure out how to download the little video and so well you may not be able to watch it anyways and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this book to you I'm going to play some music in the background while I'm while I am reading the book and the music is from uh, Bernward Koch I think is how you say his name and the title of the music is Immortal Thoughts and it comes from their CD gentle spirit and so in the background you will hear that playing while I'm reading maybe a little bit too loud no is that good okay let me restart it if someone forces you to go one mile Go with him two miles. Matthew five forty one. What is the second mile? So often we hear the phrase going the second mile in our modern conversation. 
but it actually has its roots in first century Palestine. During Bible times, the Romans had conquered much of the known world and ruled with an iron hand. By Roman law, a Roman soldier could compel a subject of one of the conquered lands to carry his backpack or load for him one mile, but only one mile. The Israelites resented the oppressive rule of the Roman occupation and would obey the law by going one mile, but not one step more. The Second Mile When life's journey takes you down a path that seems unfair to you, consider this story of a young Hebrew boy who walked a mile or two. In the village streets many years ago, he had joined friends at play. When a Roman soldier rounded the bend and started coming their way, now these young boys had done nothing wrong, but the law wasn't on their side, so they scrambled in different directions, looking for places to hide. Two disappeared, but one was too slow. Caught by the soldier's eye, in a loud, gruff voice he yelled, You! Come! And the boy was forced to comply. The soldier demanded he carry his load one mile as the law allowed. So the lad reluctantly picked it up and followed the man through the crowd. They walked in silence the first half mile, each lost in personal thought. The boy felt anger and bitterness that he'd been the one to get caught. He struggled hard to hold back the tears that welled up in his eyes. It's just not fair, he told himself. This man is twice my size. The boy didn't know at that moment in time as a chain of events began that his life would be changed by a lesson learned in the service of that man. His mind began to wander a bit to another time and place. He recalled a man on a mountain who had spoken with wisdom and grace. This stranger had walked had talked about many things that were hard to understand. One he remembered that puzzled him now was on lending a helping hand. The man had told his followers, If you're forced to go a mile, you should offer to go a second one too, but do it with a smile. He said this humble act is the key that unlocks the secret of joy, and he'd spoken with such authority it had touched the heart of the boy. His thoughts returned to his present task and what he'd been forced to do. The boy began to wonder then if the stranger's words were true. He knew he could go a second mile to test it out and see. If he did, it would be his own choice to make, a gift he would give for free. As they reached the end, the soldier said, This is it. 
I know you're tired. But to his surprise, the young boy said he'd go more than the law required. When he offered to go the second mile, the soldier could not believe it, and the heart of the man was softened by this generous servant spirit. So they walked some more, together this time, along that dusty road. The boy was asked why he made the choice to continue to carry the load. He described the man on the mountain in the words he had spoken that day, and he tried to explain just what it was that inspired him to follow his way. As they walked, the boy, they both shared about family and friends and things they liked to do. In spite of all their differences, they even had a laugh or two. Neither one noticed how far they walked or felt the weight of the load. The time went more quickly the second mile, and soon it was the end of the road. When they said their goodbyes, the boy had discovered a valuable truth in the end. The first mile was hard, doing what was required. The second, he made a friend. And the choice that had made the difference was going the second mile. His servant's heart and attitude had made the journey worthwhile. I think that is an absolutely incredible talk or thought for today as we start talking about why it's important to go the second mile or why it is important to at least think about it, to see how you can do things. Because you see, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. In our example of the young young Hebrew boy carrying the gear for the first mile, he did the exact same task both miles, did he not? The only difference was what he chose about how he did it. Because it's not what you do, it's how you do it. That's important. Think about all the people that you run into every day in a service type setting. Uh, You go to the bank, you go to the grocery store, you go shopping for clothes, or you go get gasoline. Well, now you pump your own gasoline. But think about the people that help you. The ones that, they're all doing the same task, are they not? But the ones that smile and are friendly and engaging, those are the ones you remember. Again, they're doing the same task, but they're doing it differently. That's what this little session is all about today. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. You see, there are five qualities in every successful business, every successful person. And what, it, what those five qualities are is, first of all, your intention, your personal will. What do you decide to create? What is your intention? The second is attention. What do you focus on? Where do you put your attention? Right? We know that energy flows where attention goes. Whatever you focus on gets bigger. 
So what are you focusing on? The second is energy, your passion, your fuel, what excites you, gets you going. The second, or I'm sorry, the fourth is you must believe in yourself. You must believe that you have the ability to create whatever it is you are desiring to create. You must believe in your product, your industry, and the world. And then you've got to expand, you've got to grow. Those are the five qualities. So as you look at yourself, or you look at your business, if you're an entrepreneur, you look at what it is you're creating, make sure you have all five of these. Intention, attention, energy, belief, and growth. And when you have all of those, you will have a successful business, and you personally will be successful. If any one of these is slipping or not going the way it should, you are not going to get the desire that you wish. You see, the quality of a person's life, Vince Lombardi says this, the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field of endeavor. Again, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's your commitment to excellence. It's The success is in the details. Do you do things sloppily? Or do you take your time and do them properly? And that's a habit that you create every day. Do you have the habit of excellence? Or the habit of laziness? I don't know. It's up to you. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. That's talking specifically to the passion. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to do a very good job. Now, I'm not saying you have to change where you're at. I'm just saying you might need to change your attitude about where you're at. Get some enthusiasm. Be grateful for where you're at. Be passionate for where you're at. You don't have to turn it into a parking space, right? The road to greatness, the road to dreams, the road to wherever you want to go is filled with many tempting parking spaces. I'm not saying you have to park where you're at, but I am saying you need to be passionate and enthusiastic about where you're at because that will help propel you forward to what your dreams are. T.S. Eliot says, Only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. Do you have a dream? Do you have desires? Of course you do. My question is, is have you put them on a shelf? Or have you said, there's, there's just no way, so you let it go? What I want you to do today is I want you to pull out those dreams, dust them off, and make them even bigger. Because maybe you haven't achieved them because they're not big enough. They don't challenge you. They don't push you to go the extra mile. They allow you to be mediocre. So make them bigger. Make them brighter. Add another zero. Make your vacation time even longer. I'm sure you've heard of 
Hershey's chocolates or Hershey's caramels. Let me tell you a little bit more about Milton Hershey. You see, he dropped out of the fourth grade because of family problems. His father had died, and he needed to help provide for his family. And so he became an apprentice, and then he got fired as an apprentice. Many times, he tried many, many different businesses, and he was continually fired or let go because he just wasn't getting it. Then, he became a confectioner's apprentice, and he owned his own shop by the time he was 19 because he became passionate he focused he had attention on what he was doing and he created an intention he had belief in himself and his product and he had growth he owned his own shop by the time he was 19 that's pretty impressive right he started a caramel shop in 1887 he was 30 he couldn't get alone, right? He just, he didn't give up. So he finally got a, he got a huge order. And he wasn't sure what he was going to do about it. But he was able to get a loan just to fulfill that order. And from that point on, he's created. And he is still around today. Oh my goodness, he's been dead for quite some time now. And he's still, his empire is still selling chocolates today. Caramels and chocolates. You don't hear his name on caramels as much because later on he sold his caramel recipe and created a chocolate recipe, which he never sold. But it was caramels that really launched his business. But it's chocolate that he's known for today. So, did he bring passion? You bet. Did he bring intention and attention? Focus and will? Did he bring the desire for growth? Did he bring belief in his product? Of course he did. Because if he hadn't, he wouldn't still have that empire. Well, he doesn't have it. His family still owns it, right? Napoleon Hill says, Wishing will not bring riches, but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession, then planning definite ways and means to acquire, and backing those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure, will bring riches. You can't just sit in the middle of your, you can't just sit on your couch or in your kitchen wishing about riches. You have got to become obsessed with it. Then you've got to make a plan. Then you've got to take action. Then you've got to never, never give up. If you do those things, it will bring riches. I'm not just talking about money here. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about your work. I'm talking about your life. You create your reality and so when you desire something you've got to go beyond that you've got to plan it you've got to take action and you've got to never never give up because once you settle that's it you're done 
And I believe that's the problem with many relationships today. That's why so many of them end up in divorce. It's because people settle. They don't wait until it's perfect. Now, I'm not saying they're perfect or you're perfect. I'm just saying together you're perfect. And by not settling, you demand that from your life. It's difficult. I know. I understand. But when you don't settle, when you don't give up, when you don't recognize failure, you will have success. You will have a rich, full life. But you have to go the second mile. Woody Woodward says, I was exhausted from living below what I was capable of achieving. I resolved to be successful beyond any of my previous goals. And what he's talking about is the number of times that he went through bankruptcy. And he found himself living in his parents' basement once again with a family this time. And he said, never again. I will make it happen. And he did. And it's phenomenal. I suggest you look up some of the things he did. He was a millionaire by the age of 26. And he was multiple times a millionaire after that. It didn't just stick the first time, but it has now. And you may find your journey the same way. You may find that you have difficulties and you may find that you have problems. But if you keep moving forward, if you keep your eye on the prize, you will make it, no matter how many setbacks you have. It'll happen. You just got to keep moving. James Arthur Ray says, If you're not growing, you are dying. There's no in-between. There's no staying the way you are. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You make the decision as to what. Right? You make the decision. You choose to grow and prosper and become more or to shrink back and disappear, become invisible. Thomas Edison says, When a man dies, if he can pass enthusiasm along to his children, he has left them in a state of incalculable value. You see, it's about loving life. It's about the journey to where you want to go. Because the journey lasts much longer than the realization of a dream or a goal. Because the journey can take a long time, but the realization is short. So enjoy the journey. Be enthusiastic. Have passion. Enjoy what's going on. Yes, even the difficult spots. Because the difficult spots create a bigger person so that you can do more, reach more, touch more, impact more. Because that's what the world needs today. It needs more people living in their power than shrinking back. Ken Carey says human beings are not fully happy or healthy until they serve the purpose for which God created them. 
when you figure out what your purpose is in this world and you step into it and you live it and you empower others because you are empowered oh man there's nothing better absolutely oh my goodness the feeling I can't even describe it it's kind of like trying to tell somebody what watermelon tastes like juicy warm right off the vine cooled in the creek watermelon used to eat that all the time growing up I can't describe it to you and I can't describe what it feels like to step into your purpose and live it and empower others you can only live it you can only experience it so experience it because it is beyond compare beyond compare Herodotus in 484 he lived from 484 to 425 BC these thoughts have been around a long time I'm not the first one to say them I just am the first one to say them this way we also know that only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly the bigger pond the bigger this or the bigger the fish the bigger the splash right and it also takes a bigger pond to hold a bigger fish so your little splash that you're making can become bigger if you let go of fear and step into your power go that second mile push yourself past your comfort zone and see what comes from it looking back I am grateful for all the good that has been accomplished looking to the future I can't help but marvel at all the wonderful things that we will be able to do together Frank E. Moss says that you can learn from your past and you can see how far you've come and you can look forward and be excited for the future but the difficulty is living right now in the present because right now is all you have right now is the only time that you have to make decisions and take actions so be inspired by the future let it pull you into the future let your dreams guide and direct you but right now live make decisions take action enjoy because you don't have a future no man is guaranteed how long they'll be on this earth nobody I don't know I may not even finish this who knows I hope to and I plan to because by planning and creating and doing everything I can right now it puts me in the best possible moment for the opportunity that's headed my way that's what it's all about think of all the people you know that are great and what they do now think about how they do it do they do it differently than others I want you to think about that for a moment I want you to get your pen and pencil out and I want you to think about how people do what they do the the people that really stick out to you the people that let you know this is special because they are special they are champions in what they do but it's not what they do it's how they do it 
And so we're going to have, I'm going to play a little bit of music. I want you to get your pen and paper out. And we're going to play We Are the Champions by Queen. Because by going the second mile, by stepping it up, by becoming passionate, by by infusing <laughs> what you're doing with you, you stand out. And only champions stand out. style of their panache and how can you add style and panache to what you do how can you make people want to come back that's a question that you get to do right now how are you doing things differently how are you standing out from the crowd because as people say 
right? It's easier than ever to stand up in this social media world. But the question is, is how do you stand out? How do you get people to come back? Because while it's easier than ever to stand up, it's much more difficult to stand out because the world is so noisy, so noisy. I'm going to play for you a song by Montgomery Gentry called Something to be Proud of. Because you don't have to do big things. They can be little things. But be proud of what you do.
So, are they doing things differently than the average person is? I'm not saying you have to go out and change the world. I'm just saying change your little part of it. Be more at home when you're at home. Be connected with your loved ones. When you're at work, be at work. Do the things you're supposed to do. When you're traveling by yourself, get connected with yourself. Enjoy the journey. Live life. No more autopilot. Bring all of you to your experiences and to your life and see how it changes things. There is a law that I recently learned about called the Law of Reversal. And what that says is, to change misery, disease, failure, and poverty into joy, health, success, and prosperity, I must think, speak, and act in ways which are the exact reverse of how most people think, speak, and act. And so what that means is when, you, when you're wanting to be just like everyone else, guess what? You get just what everyone else wants. This is one of the most difficult things I have ever tried to do in my life. And that is think in the re- exact reverse of what most people do think and, and say. That means when I'm tired, I speak about life is good, life is great, I'm moving forward. And I take actions that get me closer to where I want to go. I don't watch TV and and Desperate Housewives and the the longest or the the Survivor and what's that other one the race the whatever the ultimate race. There's so many reality TVs on shows that people get sucked into that they're not living their own life. They're living someone else's. And so when you're at work and people are asking you, "Hey, did you see Desperate Housewives last night?" and you don't know about it, it's okay. Because you're going somewhere they're not. You have dreams that they don't. You don't just go home and veg out in front of the TV. You go home and play with your kids and interact with your wife and your family. And you have a closer unit because of it. It's also more difficult because when you get sick and you want people to feel sorry for you, guess what? There's a lot of people feeling sorry for others out there. There's a lot of people with a victim mindset that victim of life sucks. Life always beats me up. I never get what I want. But when you start creating your life, you can no longer think that way. And it can be difficult. Because you want to use the excuse of, well, I was sick, so I didn't get it done. But you can't. Because you hold yourself to a higher standard. You, when you promise something, you get it done on time. When you give someone your word, it's binding. You see, that's been lost from a lot of things today. Too many people just use an excuse now. But that's all it is, is an excuse. And so if you want something different in your life, you have to think, act, and speak differently than most people do. Because that's where the difference comes in. If you want just what everybody else has, that's fine. 
do what everybody else is doing. If you want what you currently have, continue doing what you're currently doing. It's when you want something different that you have to make a change. You must constantly study, understand, and immerse yourself in that which brings you power and avoid everything else. Because when you are headed towards that journey, there is so, or that destination, you're on the journey, you're on the path leading to where you want to go, there is so much noise and so much friction outside of you that it can pull you off task quickly. My mentor, Jeff McGee, one of my mentors, Jeff McGee, just wrote a book called The Line. And that is all about traveling that line to keep you headed towards your destination instead of getting pulled off. That line is very important. And when you're headed from point A to point C, C being your dream, your destination, A being where you're currently at, and you find yourself drifting towards B, that initial drift is very easy to fix. Very small correction. But if you continue to drift towards B, the more, the wider the gap becomes and the more energy it takes to get you where you want to go. So you must constantly remind and yourself and course correct every day so it takes less effort so you get towards your destination, which is C, quicker and easier. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself at B and the amount of energy it takes to jump over to C is sometimes insurmountable. And so people just stay where they are. I don't want that for you. You see, you can either have reasons or results. You can either have success or excuses. Napoleon Hill says, success requires no explanations. I always think of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't need to be boastful. Michael Jordan didn't need to rub his success in people's faces. He just was. And in my opinion, he's one of the best basketball players and he has the most character of many basketball players because he carried his success with dignity. He wasn't a loud talker. He didn't yell at people. He just played the game. Success requires no explanations. It speaks for itself. So if you find yourself making explanations, or as I call them, excuses, you're not being successful. You need to step it up a little bit. Or stop saying and stop committing to what you're saying you're going to do. If you're not going to do it, don't say you're going to do it. If you've said you're going to do it, step up and make it happen. It may take a second mile. It may take extra time. But make it happen. It's a thought. Success is in the details. It's in the day-to-day -day choices and actions that you take. That's what creates success. 
that doing the little bit extra they're not saying oh it's good enough because so many people say it's good enough not for you you're better than that you're making it better yes success is in the details you guys have heard of Rolls Royce correct their motto is success is in the detail Sir Frederick Henry Royce is behind the Rolls Royce you see his father died when he was nine years old and so he dropped out of school to help support his family kinda like Milton Hershey right he had high ideals and attention to detail that goes into every vehicle and it is still the same today when you ride in a Rolls Royce it's a totally different experience than riding in a Yugo or a Ford Focus or anything it is a totally different experience I can't describe it to you because there's no way to describe it you've got to experience it yourself so if you want to see what people pay for when they buy a Porsche or a Rolls Royce or a Bentley go test drive one go get a ride in one and see the difference a car's a car right nope it's not there's a big difference if you just want to get from point A to point B then yeah a car's a car but if you want to surround yourself with luxury and you want to bring yourself up to a different level go ride in a more expensive vehicle and see what the difference is because there is a difference I guarantee you and it's amazing what it can do Henry Roy says whatever is rightly done however humble is noble rightly done do it to the best of your ability you don't have to be bragful or boastful or egotistical about it. Just do it to the best of your ability. That is noble. And we need more noble people in our world. Dave Thomas, right? Started Wendy's. Did you know that he was adopted? Maybe that's why he has so much uh, tied into his adoption. He talks about foster families anytime you go into a Wendy's, right? He started a restaurant to support himself and his family. And he started working at the age of 12, found his passion, found his desire, and the rest is history, right? Wendy's. His motto is, at Wendy's, we don't cut corners. Do they still live up to that today? I like Wendy's. My husband likes Wendy's. We eat there. I don't know. Maybe you don't like Wendy's. Thomas Edison, the youngest of seven children. After three months in school, his teacher described him as addled. He was homeschooled by his mother. He was partially deaf. Why am I giving you these statistics about these people? Because they overcame difficulty. They overcame obstacles 
to create something that is absolutely phenomenal and still impacts us and affects us today. If they can do it, you can do it. It doesn't matter how you've been labeled. It doesn't matter your past. What matters is right now, today, the decisions you're making and the actions that you're taking that will create the future that you want. I don't know what it is you want, but I know that you are fully capable of getting it. If you take a decision, I'm sorry, if you make a decision and you take action and you don't accept failure as the final word, it will happen. I want to thank you for being here with me today. I want to thank you for listening and I want to thank you for challenging yourself to go the extra mile and make things better not only for you and your family but for the world remember you can always get in touch with me at Jeannie Cisco Meth through my websites on Facebook, on Twitter find me, let me know how you're doing I'd love to hear from you have a very blessed day let me know how I can help <music> <laughs>